Welcome back to the Hey Rody Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the Ocean State. We're your hosts, Nick and Sasha, and we are on episode three of our Who to Watch series. And our Who to Watch series is brought to you by Pepito Opportunity Connection, which is a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to listening and working together with Rhode Island's black, indigenous, and people of color communities to empower and create individual success stories by investing in education, job skills training, and entrepreneurial ventures. Yeah. I got that out in one shot. The last one took me like five shots. So. That's well because they do so many things and they and they support so many people that it's hard to like get it in one fail swoop. But really good job, Ooh, Nick. Nailed and, it that time. Getting better at this. And thank you so much, Pepito, for being a part of this Who to Watch um, series. It's really important to us, and I think it's really important to the community within Providence to highlight these people who are moving, shaking, and making some big changes within our beautiful city. Um, mm-hmm. Today's episode is with Luxon Omarigba. And obviously you guys know me so well by this point, but like, I love him so much. (laughs) He was just like, so I just, I really appreciated him kind of going back. He even mentioned like, it felt like a little bit of a therapy session because like, you know, we went back into when he was a kid and he moved here with his family from Nigeria when he was eight or nine and like what that experience was like and how it really, you know, sculpted what he's doing now, all those different experiences and how in his career now, which he works, um, helping marginalized youth get opportunities to work in the medical field as physicians, um, basically in high paying medical jobs, mm-hmm. um, which through um, Luxon and, and his story, you know, that's not an opportunity or the tools aren't always given to the people who need them the most and people in mar- marginalized communities. Um, so he focuses on that. He works. I, I'm not going to say the exact. Um, thank you. It is. I just pulled it up so we would get it right. He is the director of pathway programs at mm-hmm. the Alpert Medical School of Brown University, mm-hmm. which there is like when, when I read his uh, like when I read his profile, like before the magazine even came out, I was like a little intimidated because I've said this before. I am a college dropout. So like people who work in higher ed, always intimidate me but Luxon literally was the opposite of that he was so warm and loving and lovely and I just I learned a ton just in the hour that we were sitting with him from his own experiences and then things that he's gone through with his job now um so yeah I honestly like I loved this conversation I think he was incredible and I can't wait to see all basically like you and Luxon were saying like that metaphor about like when you plant the seeds of the tree you don't ever always get to yeah, use yeah. the shade yeah, of yeah. the sun or whatever yeah it's supposed to be I think I messed it up in the episode I think it's supposed to be uh, uh you can tell the the tale of a great man is one who plants the seeds of a tree the shade of which he'll never enjoy yeah and like not to say that luxon is not going to enjoy the seeds that he's planting but like but that's long term yeah that's not yeah. his 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 main goal is to give kids experiences tools and resources to see that it's this idea of you becoming a surgeon or a i don't know i don't even know like i don't know like a ophthalmologist anything anything in the medical field that you can earn a really great income that takes a lot of school finances and resources to get there and encouragement and encouragement exactly and encouragement support um he's working to make sure that those opportunities are given to the to people who don't normally get those opportunities so i don't know i just 
I I don't know. He was just the best. It was a it was another really fun conversation. I feel like almost all of them are fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, Luxon had a, a an energy to him. He was really happy to be here. He was oh really God. happy His to be talking about best. what he wanted to be, what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and it comes across. So I think everybody's really going to enjoy yeah. this episode. Um, and just you know, one more time before we get back into it, uh, thanks one one more time to Pepito Opportunity Connection for being our sponsor, and also yeah. everybody, um, keep your eyes and ears open. We'll be promoting it on this podcast. Cast, but we will have the Who to Watch party coming up in mm-hmm. April, which will be, I believe, in Providence um, yes. somewhere. We'll definitely be in Providence. The reason we still don't have details on this episode is because we re- we double recorded episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you heard the last one, it's the same spiel. It's um, the same day. Keep an eye so out. It'll be why. we'll be promoting it on uh, you know our social media channels yep. in the uh, magazines. Uh, it'll be all over the place. So we'll give you more information as we have it, and yeah. we hope to see everybody there. It'll be a good opportunity to uh, meet, connect with some of these folks. Yeah, that meet all these everyone about. we've met so far within um we've had chris Brittany, and luxon thus far and they've all been people that like i think are so incredible and yeah and it'll be a lot of fun if you want to go come to the party grab a drink you know do some bullshit some. with people yeah be fun. that's amazing yeah. um but we appreciate everyone we appreciate pepito so much for sponsoring this series again i think it's funny there what they do and what luxon do it does kind of like ties in yeah. in a way you know giving nicely. opportunities um focusing on um diversity and in, in in making our society more diverse and i love that and i love yeah. that for everyone um and love you guys and i hope you have so much fun listening to this episode yep enjoy everybody bye, bye. someone right, who now is we're actually recording very um into like education and yeah. that stuff so i feel like you're well i mean i'm into it yeah but i'm not someone who's experienced right that sort of like absolutely being in education and benefiting greatly from all the things that you're doing. So I heard I'm that. really excited to learn about everything that you're doing. Hopefully, I, I you learn something new. <laughs> I, think, I mean, even Maybe. just reading the article, Maybe. I've learned a ton. No, no, it's 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 been a it's been a very interesting journey, and I'm happy to share what I know and what I've learned so far, really? and I, what I hope to learn more. I of. love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd like to start just by asking, like. Like, what's your history? Like, what got you to this point? I hear that. That's a really good question. So, um, my name is Luxon. I'm a Regba. Um, yeah. I am uh, serve as a director of pathway programs at the Warren Upper Medical School at Brown mm-hmm. University. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my my day job. Really, really enjoy it. And that feels like so. When I read that, I was like, Oh my god, that's so intimidating. <laughs> no, no. It, I mean, <laughs> honestly, when I applied for the job, <laughs> when I applied for the job, yeah. it, you know, it, it was such an interesting. Um, role and yeah. you know i i will say you know i kind of you know talked from the beginning and, yeah, and right yeah. back here i will say the work that i'm doing mm. is ideally things that i imagined myself doing okay when i was you know thinking about what's an ideal job for myself mm. you know when i got out of grad school like what are some of the things that i want to do what are, what are some things i don't want to do yeah. what type of work environment do i want what type of culture what type of totally impact do i want to have and so i think it's really perfect and i'll talk a little bit about that but you know just to kind of stuff in the beginning I, you know i'm a you know a lot of who i am is based on my, how i identify right so like yeah. i'm a you know immigrants to yep. the country i have come yep. from a family of immigrants i'm nigerian yep. um and so i was born there although i've lived in the united states most of my life so i consider myself nigerian american right yep. so i think i cannot ignore 
be the upbringing, but you know, to who I am, it's it, you know, as, as an African-born person from the continent, yeah. um, from West Africa specifically, and so I think it informs a lot of how I grew up. Or mm -hmm. I tell I tell people I grew up in the United States, but I grew up in a Nigerian household, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I think for a lot of folks who are immigrants, like that, they, that that might resonate in understanding yeah. um, what that looks like. And so um, my mom was an as an educator or okay. was an educator back in our country, but you know that didn't really work out for her when he, when she came here, and so um, she is. Is um you know I think when I think about my educational journey, yeah. um she has been the kind of guiding light and post for me. You know, mm. I never growing up I never really felt that I needed to do one thing or the other. Mm -hmm. I never felt like you know I think you know I'll speak for like Nigerian the you know Nigerians and and what I've seen and what I've experienced. I don't want to kind of speak for other people, but you know there's this pressure to like mm -hmm. come from a different come to a di come to a different country from yeah. where you came from. And needing to be successful monetarily mm -hmm. and, you know, there's a limit on how we think about jobs, right? Yeah. So it's either you're a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or something that they understand that brings upward mobility yep. economically speaking. And you can't blame them, right? Yeah. That's the whole point you come to of the country. Mm -hmm. But I will say that my mom, as a school teacher, I think just part of who she was and her, how she just identifies with the way the world works was mm -hmm. just, I think I'd really allowed my twin sister and I to just... Do what made us happy. And I think that's, that's so, amazing. that's such a rare, I don't want to say it's rare, but I feel like it, when I grew up, that felt rare. Yeah. yeah. It felt that mm -hmm. a lot of people were not, a lot of parents at least were not giving their young, their their, their children a freedom. I think our, my mother knew, and I, I think both of our parents kind of knew, I think mostly my mom knew that we loved school. Mm -hmm. We enjoyed going to school. We enjoyed yeah. learning. So like, she didn't have to like force us pressure to get up. You. Yeah. There was no pressure that she was just like, as a girl, doing things that make you happy and- mm -hmm. And advancing. if you do things that are making you happy, like if there's not that much pressure, yeah. then you're going to be happier longer. Exactly. And you're not mm -hmm. going to resent. You're not going to like hate this job. Like, oh, exactly. why did I do this? You're exactly. going to be able to find your footing. Exactly. Feel confident in what you're doing. That's really smart. Yeah. And she's I think that's really what she awesome. was. I think that's what she was really kind of considering. She's like my like superhero. Like, uh, dead like she, yeah, honestly, and, and, you know, even even till today, she's um just what she's been able to do and mm. and the type of person that she is she's really awesome so i think um i think i had the foundation i had the foundation of education i i kind of knew the points i really enjoyed going to school um when i came to to, to the state of rhode island you know we've just kind of flew flew in from nigeria i have this, this picture of my 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 twin sister and my younger sister mm. we all had the same outfits on it was like oh. just jean oh we had like a jean matching top and bottom I love yeah, that. Yeah. honestly today that would probably be really really cool i was cool. gonna say yeah, that's yeah, a really yeah. cool outfit like i, I was the guy i need to find where this outfit because like that you know you need but, to make you know those people who are making the the older pictures and then yeah now, we need to like to recreate that. that and go to jfk and recreate that because that, that was so cute. we were really really fly at the time but um <laughs> uh, how, how old were you so I was I was eight or nine. I remember okay. we, we came here in two thousand and two. Mm. Okay, um, like winter around winter time because first time I saw snow, Providence, Rhode Island. Oh that's God. when the, oh, yeah. the um, Peter Pan bus was was dropping people off from New York at uh, Kennedy Plaza. Right mm -hmm. now they have a, a bunch of different places, but I remember distinctly the literally the day we came. Um, it was snowing, and I think like other immigrants, you know, you have people who are already here who yeah. house you, and so we stayed with a, fr a friend of ours who yeah. my mom had known from from Nigeria, and mm -hmm. we lived in Providence for 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 a little bit, and then moved to Pawtucket. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where a lot of most of my schooling was at. And so, yeah, I think um, I was involved in, you know, obviously I enjoyed going to school. I was an mm -hmm. avid reader when I was younger. Um, I had a lot of really great support systems yeah. and teachers and stuff like that. I was, I, I, I classified myself as a as a weird kid in mm -hmm. middle school, like junior high. Like, yeah, me too. I think. <laughs> 
I think I, I was like emotionally all over the place. Yeah, like, yeah. I just loved to read and like mm. I didn't maybe like my social being social and like making friends was maybe not where That's it should have been. Yeah. It was it was yeah. it was a little hard and complicated, right? Yeah, and like like uh fifth, sixth grade, I was the like uh read a lot, play like Magic the Gathering. Oh, there you uh, go. Like, <laughs> like not going out at recess. Yeah, no, I, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. yeah I was yeah. I was very socially awkward. <laughs> well, and, and not only are you dealing with like just being like that awkward age, but like you're in an entirely different area. Yeah, no, you're it's with real. new people, you're Absolutely. living with that double sort of like the two cultures yeah, 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 yeah. in under Absolutely. one. So trying That's to real. navigate that. Has for like a like the little Young baby person, Luxon, yeah, no, no, you know, thirteen or twelve years old, however old were you were in that time, like it's okay that is, he was a little weird. This is like therapy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like going okay. back to my, I'm yeah, like, maybe you should have laid down on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. No, it's it's right, and I think you know, um, when I came to Providence, I actually went to VZ Street School, um, down in Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually live close back to it right now in fourth grade, mm. and you know, like obviously I had an accent yeah. and very very different, and of I course. Th- I think the teacher tried to tried his hardest to kind of you know make sure that, yeah. but you know the kids were they were mean, and you know we of definitely course. got called names and oh. different things like that, and. And, and and you know the 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 weird thing about it, and as I think about it now, it was all like it wasn't like I was at a in a predominantly white school where yeah. you know it was all like students of, students of color who yeah. were yeah. still like you know you're very different from you're us. You're very so, different, yeah. Yeah, they could be a second, third, fourth, fifth generation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but I think as I you know as we moved to Pawtucket, um, you know, my a lot of my schooling, I think there was actually more of a, a community of, um like first generation or second generation immigrants, right? Yep. We have a lot of Cape Verdean folks who live in mm-hmm. um, Pawtucket, a lot of folks from like South American, yep. um, uh, Central American countries. And so mm-hmm. I think I, it, it felt much more, um, much more comfortable. Home, comfortable, home? I would yeah. say that. Mm. And um, yeah, so, you know, kind of got through middle school and, you know, really enjoyed school. And then when I got to high school, I think is really when um, I hit a really, really good, like trajectory of my development mm. i think personally speaking kind of coming into my own yep. i played soccer mm-hmm. actually i asked i wasn't i wasn't that good but i still <laughs> i was still there i showed up i got a jersey a team. we won a jv championship at, at one point and then you yeah. know eventually made it to varsity at shea but you know if you know anything about soccer around like you know my shea high school is you know historically had a really 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 good team so you know it was very very hard to break into it i also think back to like when i was a high school athlete mm. I, I had this like, you know, I I, you know, I remember being in varsity and like trying hard to get on the team. Yeah. And like get get on play varsity and there were all these kids who were much better than me, right? It was mm-hmm. just the competition was crazy. It was just no way. And I played defense and that was like a pivotal point of our of our team. And I was I would be frustrated about about it, right? Yeah. And when I think back at it and I'm like I didn't play on any club teams. No. I didn't watch. So like I wasn't actually doing the things yeah. outside of like going showing up that I needed to do. You but were I was, showing up and you were doing I was best. just like, I'm going to figure it out. But yeah. it never, it never I happened. I love that. But all these kids were like, that's, you know. They, their life. They, that's their life. Like they played on club teams. Like they, they ate. You know, Breathe, that sleep, was their thing. Yeah. Soccer. And or I was just like showing up. Was your uh <laughs> was your family big into soccer? Oh yeah. And I mean uh, that's I mean, well, Nigeria, fo- football is like, huge. Yeah, overseas, no, yeah. it is like that is the th- I mean, I I mean when I obviously came here, um and now I'm a, I'm a huge, much more, much more of a bigger football fan, like as a, as a fan, obviously. But I don't, I don't know, maybe what, maybe we didn't have access on. I just, I just wasn't paying attention to it enough. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's like I probably should have been watching it more. But either way, I will say when I did graduate my senior year in high school, I did get an award. 
Mm-hmm. I got the like um all academic award for like division one Amazing. or two or whatever. I was like, you know yeah. what? That was That's actually my really thing, right? Good. Like I think my coach recognized, like, I know you're not gonna play soccer at the next level, but you're a great student. You showed up, you, you worked hard, team. and then you were there. Yeah, yeah, you were there. So you know what? I will take you take it and you were figuring out your own you were coming like you said you were coming into your own you were feeling more confident and like honestly I've never been similarly like I've never been someone who's like very good at sports but I'm a great teammate there you go I show up I'm excited I'm happy and that's half the battle and for most people in in high school Mm -hmm. sports the goal, you know, maybe for the kid, the goal is like, oh, I'm going to be a professional. But yeah, like, yeah. as a like, t- the reason the that it exists is yeah. because it, it provides structure. Exactly, it, you know, teaches you teamwork. It teaches Absolutely. you to like responsibility. Like, Absolutely. so you were doing all the things that like the core values of why we have sports oh, programs, mm. and that's why you you got your award. I, I, I've, and, and I think it gave me um a little bit of um a little bit of juice too because Confidence, you know yeah. the folks who played soccer, a lot of them who were I think first generation or immigrants just like me, yeah. Maybe just come to the country. And we had, a, again, Shea High School had a large immigrant population, especially from Cape Verde. Mm. Um, and so, like, I got introduced to a, a whole new part of the yeah. school that made a lot of folks didn't know. Yeah. And so, um, I thought I thought soccer was very helpful. I was also involved in, like, student council. Mm. Um, I was, like, the voice of Shea High School. So, I did the morning announcements. Oh I was that kid. You do have a good vo- See, you do have a voice I, for podcasting. You started I mean, I back was, in high school. I was on the on morning announcements. Oh my like, my senior year, I would, we would go, I would, um, me and my, uh, 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 colleague of mine we would go to like the protected school yeah. committee and do like just an update on what's going on that shit right yeah. so like i think i was in that vein of like being involved i was in, i did my mock trial for mm. a little bit i wasn't the best at it but you know i did it. and so i think that level of like involvement mm. and just like you know doing things outside of the classroom i think was very very important for me so i think that's really what's helped me out and based on what i've read and i can't wait to learn yeah. more about this what yeah, you're doing yeah. currently now too but this isn't just, I think that you're probably so incredible at what you're doing, but based on your, what you've talked about so yeah. far with mock trial and yeah, soccer yeah. and yeah. finding your own, you're making connections mm-hmm. is what you're really good at. Oh my God. Being there and like, and, and being a part of a community yeah. and like, I'm assuming, you know, again, like yeah. little 15 year old Luxon yeah, might not yeah. have realized that like sometimes just showing up and almost being like that glue that yeah, holds yeah. the team together. The best player can't play well if there's not other team members Absolutely. there pushing for him absolutely absolutely so based on that doing what you're doing now advocating for people and yeah, yeah, yeah. community like that it's sort of like a like it makes sense. it's a through line it makes sense and i will say sense. when i run into like dudes who i played soccer with at shea who yeah. are obviously much better than me yeah the reception i get is actually very it's it's shocking because they're like yo Lux, what's going on yeah. like I, like i was like you know i was just you know Kid on the bench, but I I I didn't uh, um maybe understand maybe the impact that I that had, had or like yeah. even just you know so I think it's really really cool to be able to I think think back to those moments and not mm. realize like you said what's what's happening but to your point too like I think the idea of um how you how you kind of consider and think about yourself mm-hmm. outside of being like you know the top academic person. Mm. Um, how do you think about building community? How do you think about building a network? How do you think yeah. about the other things that you can do that can be very relevant? I think we fo- folks can consider it soft skills. I, I think that's um, a little sad because those skills are very They're hard so to important. learn and very important. They're so important. So, yeah, and absolutely. being able to like find those skills within yourself. I mean, obviously, like in your in high school, you're like, my number one skill is not that I'm a community builder. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah, wants yeah. that to be your number one skill <laughs> yeah, in high school? Yeah, but like as you get older, you're like, oh damn, like yeah. that's really good that I had absolutely. that I was able to learn that so young and I was able to like cater to that and nurture that and now look what I'm doing this is a skill that many people would like 
kill to yeah, have to be able to build those relationships and, and advocate Over for people time. and Absolutely. you know yeah yeah i uh i have a question just yeah. out of curiosity so you said when you came here you yeah. had talked about like getting maybe getting yeah. picked on a bit yeah. you had an accent so mm-hmm. how long did it take how long did you have your accent that's a really good question i i don't have a memory of like losing transition of like having an accent and mm. to like you know having a you know americanized accent i don't i don't know when the transition happened i do think that you know, over time, you know, you're you here, you're with people. I will say, I think something else that maybe like so, like helped out or whatever in and not having an accent. My parents, you know, and I, I still have a little bit of uh, angst against them for that. They never really taught my twin sister and I their native language. I was gonna ah. ask you that is so is English like spoke a native language? I mm-hmm. only spoke so English. Um, so in Nigeria, you have. English is, is, is a widely spoken language, but you also have Yoruba, which is one of the yep. one of the tribes, and Igbo and, and, and Aousa. But I think Yoruba is, is also another widely spoken language. But in my household, my parents didn't teach us yep. their native language, right? And so I only spoke English, English. and I, I understand um, a little bit of Yoruba and, and speak a little bit of it. But yeah, yeah. I think because I only spoke English and mm. that's kind of, so mm-hmm. it eventually, you know, it just kind of came and to I me. And yeah. I can't imagine, like, going through, like, t- like, kid and teenage angst yeah and then having to throw in like feeling different yeah, and like yeah, yeah. coming from like a different background that. and that must be that must have been so hard no it was i i have this one distinct memory being in high school um of someone who's actually uh, you know became a very good friend of mine and you know um i think i was my first year and you know uh being very, very Nigerian, I, th- I don't think we we're, were talking about something. Mm. And um, this person has been, happened to be Cape Verdean. As you know, Cape Verdeans um, are a mix of Portuguese yeah. ancestry and African ancestry just because of kind of history of transatlantic slavery. Um, and, you know, that's that's a kind of whole uh, kind of identity mm. in itself and how people resonate with like their Africanness and like their European ancestry yeah. because mm-hmm. oftentimes folks would rather identify, especially because they they show up in how you look at them. Mm. You know, they're not as maybe dark skin and they're more more lighter skin. Sometimes folks would rather uh, um, identify as being Portuguese than being African because, mm. you know, for the sake of safety and for the mm-hmm. sake of, you know, what you deem is more valuable or what's being pre- presented to be more valuable. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Portuguese. Like, yeah, I'm born in Cape Verde. So I think there's a whole kind of identity thing behind yeah. that. Um, there's but, quite a few Cape Verdeans in Rhode Island. Oh, right? oh my God. Population. We are like, outside of like Brockton in mm. Mass, I can't think of any other place that has a large population of Cape Verdeans. Yeah, I know quite a few Cape Verdean people. Oh, it is, it is it's tremendous. And mm-hmm. and I didn't even know about Cape Verdeans when I was in Nigeria. Like, I just learned about it when I got to yeah. Rhode Island, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but I do remember this one moment. We were in, we were in high school and, um, you know, we were kind of getting into arguing about this. And, and then the student, the person that said to me, oh, I'd rather be Portuguese than African. And I just, like, I I could not, be, like, believe hearing that. Like, yeah. Yeah. as this person bought in a concept of African, noticing yeah. what, what it means to be Nigerian, I couldn't believe that they had said that. And I remember mm. being, like, so emotional. I had to, like, sit outside of the classroom. They had to call a, a vice principal to, like, come. I was, like, so emotionally mm. um, upset about that, hearing that. Yeah. And I think that... Um, I think speaks to the kind of the larger, I think, challenge of like mm. being from somewhere different and hearing things that are not necessarily, don't necessarily make sense to you because you're like, do you know, recognize where you're yeah, from? Like, yeah. you know, so I think, yeah. That's yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with where you, like literally where you're from too because yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's certain cultures where, yeah. there's certain cultures that come yeah. and like their main goal is to just like um, become part of the society. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and try to blend in yeah, and, yeah. and learn, learn customs yeah, yeah. and all these things. And then there's others like... Um, 
there's quite a few like Asian cultures yeah, that come yeah. over and they're yeah. like no like sticking to yeah, their yeah, culture. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. They like dig their heels in mm-hmm. and this is what we're doing. And uh it's just it's interesting how different co- people from different countries that absolutely. come here. It's like Do that um yeah, whatever you want to call it. That attitude's different. No, no, yeah. I, I honestly I mean, but to me that's part of this um, you know, this idea of I I, I think about a survival, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're like, okay, you put your head down mm-hmm. and you just do what you're told and you're you don't make too much of a fuss. Like yeah. I think one of the yeah. one of the biggest things my mom was always just like, you know, don't hang out with the wrong people. We don't yeah. want you to get her. Like there was just all this fear, all this yeah. fear of like, mm-hmm. we just got here. You gotta like put your head down and mm-hmm. focus. And yeah. my parents are fairly strict. Like we, yeah. we weren't allowed to kind of go out and have sleepovers and yeah. have jobs. You just don't like just focus on school, focus on mm-hmm. so I I think this part of it of just like the 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 uh, sa- the sake of assimilation for the sake of safety, right? You're mm. just like, we don't yeah. want to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But me, I always just, because I just always had this like, especially when I start to learn more about the history of the United States mm. and like the history of the continent as a whole, like my sense of Africanness always just kind of grew over time mm-hmm. where like I got more Nigerian as I went, when I didn't even know I was here, where yeah. I think with other people who also like African, they like maybe hide that part of, especially like second generation you know, Africans and Nigerians, like mm. they might, they might want to like hide that part of themselves. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little different because it's cool to, it's cool to be like different <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. It's yeah, cool yeah, to be yeah. Nigerian, like yep. the music and the food and like everybody's yeah. like, yeah, oh, embracing culture. I yeah. remember my last name. But years there. ago, like when you were put in this I... position, it, 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 you had to do so many things of like regulating yeah. how you felt, but mm-hmm. also like feeling your feelings. But like that must have been unbelievably hard. Again, <clears throat> yeah, it it kind of comes along generation over generation yeah. with like every every time there's like a let's say i don't know it's not an exodus because mm-hmm. it's coming in but mm-hmm. like um even from like way back like a lot of the white people that yeah, came yeah. would be like like the irish yeah, or yeah, like yeah. italians weren't considered As, white when yep. they came here or like exactly and it, i think it's each like wave of new let's say country immigrant yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like they hit that same like you like you know it's like the assimilator die kind, Absolutely. Of, kind of feeling well well i mean you know if it's it again this is like i um, minor in sociology in, in college, and I, mm. I absolutely love this uh, this kind of idea and this kind of concept of mass migration from folks from different countries and how they became American. Like, mm-hmm. what was yeah. the kind of threshold? Like, even you know, <clears throat> you know, you did have have at one point Asian Americans who want to consider what who want to be considered white because yeah. mm-hmm. they were like, we're not black, we're not considered people of color. Like, yeah, why can't well, we be white? And then we? the yeah. country, you know created this idea of what whiteness is like oh y'all don't fit that you have even indian americans who wanted to be considered white because they're like Mm -hmm. so i think as we you know you know you were your idea was like you know each generation of people who come to migrate to the country when they reach this kind of level of like success it's like okay now you're embrace you're you're being embraced a little more i I still obviously i still do think that you know there's there's levels to it oh, where you're from. 100%. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, you think about like, you know, Italian Americans in when you first when you get you get a Supreme Court justice who becomes a, you know, who's Italian who becomes a Supreme Court justice. Now you know, now there's a whole different perspective yeah. on how how Italian Americans have, you know, created their life for themselves mm-hmm. in the United States. So I think there's just a yeah, little Yeah, and it's it's always like um it's different now because it's such a, there's been so many generations of like mm-hmm. different people coming from different places. Absolutely. And I feel like you're like, I don't know uh, what you call it, but different waves of people yeah, coming from different areas yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, 
whatever Italian Americans yeah, or yeah. Uh, when Asian people yeah. came here mm-hmm. or what have you. Like Italian Americans got spit on yeah, on their way. Yeah, in. Absolutely, it's like you're, like what do you? I feel like there's like especially like years and years and years mm-hmm, ago, mm-hmm. it was very blatant. Yeah. The amount of like uh, it's just it's kind of just be fear. Yeah, right? yeah. And that was just outward fear, and they were just nobody held back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a little different now, but it's more internalized, which could. Con- be worse yeah most definitely. And be there's worse. so much i think too like just your experience mm-hmm. in coming to a different country yeah, yeah, yeah that in itself like leaving where you're from yeah. or where maybe like your extended family is mm-hmm. where friends are like that in itself is already like a very very hard thing to yeah do. definitely but then coming and feeling different mm-hmm. being a person of color in yeah, a place yeah, that doesn't exactly. feel comfortable yeah in in this environment having to your parents even probably feeling extremely insecure how do we navigate this how do we raise kids that feel safe and feel whatever like having to navigate all that has and i just picture i keep just picturing like (laughs) baby baby (laughs) yeah like that's so much pressure that's so much and then the fact that like you are now in a position where you're helping other people like be able to overcome things like that's that's so incredible and i think I think if everyone could do that, they would, obviously. Right, right. But the fact that you were able to, like, guide yourself yeah. through all of that and end up where you are, like, And, and, and let me incredible. get it right. Yeah, I, I, I want to, you know, and I'm always, uh, I never, I, you, know, you know, I'll continue to say this. Where I am today is yeah. not based on my, like, anything that I did. I, I did things. But the people around, I, I got to mm. say, the folks who have I've been able to kind of circle myself with, I think, you know, when I talk to young people, I'm always, you know, conscious about, like, who are you surrounding yourself yeah. with? Who are your friends? Like, uh-huh. I'm so, because I think I really had a great support system. Mm. Like, I do think that one of the things that being, like, Nigerian, being, you know, my parents were, like, very high on education, and I was also high on education. So a lot of my friends, we were also, you know, we were also that way. And so yeah. I think mm-hmm. I, I was always motivated personally intrinsically right but also yeah. externally people also kind of give me you these, found those people people were like oh yeah we you. we like school we like having fun we like yeah, doing, yeah, but yeah. we also like like square like we have this idea of like what our lives can look like mm. and like and so we always i was this, this kind of level of ambition and goal setting and and i was I also did a, lot, a bunch of like, different programs after mm. school like i was always involved in so my parents were like mm. first of all they worked a lot so they're like okay you know we got to figure out something, something, for, something for y'all to do my children and i spent a lot of time in a lot in the Pawtucket public library i mm. get so nostalgic every time I walk in there. Um, we did a lot of after-school programs, summer programs. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in high school, I did the Upper Bound program around college for two wow. summers while I was on a college campus for two summers yeah. while I was in high school taking classes, you know, living there for six weeks. Like, so there was, I was kind of always kind of surrounded, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. with enough support and enough mm-hmm. people and foundation of like, okay, this is very, very challenging, very, very hard, but I had the validation yeah, from other people. Leading, you were getting help, like, not help, but like you were getting pushed. Yeah, I was getting pushed, a, I was getting support. Exactly. So it never, it never, and what I I definitely see it happens in my identity development as Mm -hmm. like an African born black person in the United States. I, it never, for me, became a challenge in dealing mm. with that where it kind of overcame became everything and then like i mm. didn't i lose lost sight of you know what i wanted to do right yeah. so yeah so you always had like a through line education was always important to you absolutely obviously like your community your yeah, friends your definitely. family was always important for you absolutely and that so we've kind of gone through yeah. you know you mm-hmm. coming to this country yeah. finding yourself yep. being weird luxon mm-hmm. kind of stepping <laughs> into your own on the soccer team which we love yeah. finding community mm-hmm. but also like struggling to even find community yeah. within other mm-hmm. people that you mm-hmm. were like you thought or maybe yeah, mm-hmm. i mean now you're friends but like thought mm-hmm. that you were relating to yeah yeah absolutely figuring out all those mm-hmm. challenges mm-hmm. so you got to this point where you i'm curious like after high school when yeah. you because education was yeah. so important to you what 
made you because you went to URI. I didn't want to go to URI. What made you decide URI? Where did you do, where did you even start? If you loved education, like right, right. how do you figure out what's next? That's a really good question. So obviously doing the upper bound program, um, which is a really dope, like you know, dope program. Um, mm. it's part of this kind of trio network of, of fairly funded programs that, is, that 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 were created in the 1960s by Lyndon B. Johnson, believe it or not. And you know, you know, the whole idea was like education at that point was you know was becoming very very out of reach for a lot of people mm-hmm. and and you know Lyndon B. Johnson had this kind of idea and this kind of uh vision mm-hmm. of an educated citizen citizenship right like yeah. a- and everybody right like not just poor folks people from rural like yeah. how do we get more and more people educated, educated right uh-huh. and they created opportunities for like financial aid yeah. and programs like this that were you know so um that program is so historic and so important because the whole goal of it is to, to bring people who are marginalized, first generation, low yep. in, from low income families, um, to have education enrichment opportunities, opportunities, yeah, and to you know close the gap, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. you know, take classes on Saturdays, yep. spend some, spend some time on college. So I think I had this like college, just I had built a college going culture yeah. because of my because of being in this program. I remember my friend Janet Kelly, uh, who. Remember, call, she called me, my twin sister and I, we shared a phone. Um, she called us on, on our razor and um, <laughs> she was like, yo, I just spent this summer at this program. I was away from home. Yeah. We went on a college campus. We had a lot of fun. And I remember just being like, okay, what do we have to do to get in this program? And this yeah. was like my, like my, my, the summer between my ninth grade and my, uh, my uh, 10th grade year. Mm. And as soon as we found out about that program, we told our mom. My mom did everything she could to get yeah. us in that program. Like mm. she, I remember she told, told us all the time how she like, didn't know where she was going. She drove to Rick and ended up driving into the quad at Rick, like oh it, a place where you should definitely not be because she was so confused and yeah. she was trying to like set up, uh, you know, make it to like the for the end of the day. And she mm-hmm. had all these packages with her, and I, I could just picture her just like frantically like, trying oh to God, figure out her way through Rhode Island College. Yeah. And you know, they had she had to you know, you know, almost beg them to like get us in this program because mm-hmm. she saw the benefits of it. And I think that was my big be- the beginning of. And I even think about my job now. A lot of what I do is really literally things that. that I learned from that program like yeah. you know things I learned from the program so I think I got that foundation of like okay I want to go to college I'm going to go to college I know how to get to college um and then when I was applying to college I had a, a lot of really great support mm. Brown had a re- um there was a program called the college advising Corps mm. or something like that I think mm-hmm. it still exists but we had a we had a, a representative from different schools I think we had two representatives from Brown my junior and senior year they were very very helpful in like drafting the college essays and my senior year, actually, I took a trip to URI, um, and it was led by this um, all men, uh, uh, men of color organization called Brothers in a New Direction. Mm. And it was all black men, or, or men of color, I should say. And they just, li- at the, also, um, uh, there was Bond, and then there's uh, Pink pink Women, which is powerful, independent, notoriously notoriously knowledgeable women, Pink oh Women. So there's yeah. all student groups of color yeah, yeah. who were like, hey, we're like from we're your here. area. Yeah. We're at URI. You know, yeah. we're getting through it. Let's kind of support y'all, help Join y'all. Join us in this community. And come and to feel, URI. Yeah. And then I'm like, yo, like, this is uh, this is where I want to come to. Like, yeah. I didn't even think, I mean, I applied to like six, six schools. I got into three of them. I didn't get into, th- I didn't get into the other They're three. They're lost. I was like, you know what? Like when I got into you, all right, you would have thought I got into like Harvard or Yale. <laughs> I mean, I was the ha- I was like, I'm. I was just happy to, that I yeah, was going to college. You felt a connection. You let, and also like side note, you're saying yeah. how like you you surrounded yourself with people yeah, with like yeah. like. Mm-hmm. I love that the person that called you over summer. They were like, I went to this college <laughs> prep program. Most people would be like, Oh, I went to. I was at all these parties and then we were yeah. drinking. Yeah. Like, so the fact that that no. was like what. 
your friends were calling about yeah, is like very <laughs> true to what you're saying. No, like, no, it's, surrounding yourself with those it's, people. It's real. It's real. Great. Yeah, no, it's and and it, obviously it's still people that I'm I'm connected with today. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like we were having fun. You, you know, were I mean, we're not fun. doing the yeah. most, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was all about us. You know, being obviously we're all really good friends, and I got yeah. to meet so many different, different people from different schools too. But when I got to URI. I was so excited. Um, I did the talent, talent development program, which is another bridge program mm. that exists at URI for first generation um, students from kind of low income background, students who like didn't do so hot on the SATs. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a historical program to the University of Rhode Island, um, which you know has ushered in an alumni of amazing individuals over time that have been you know, so crucial it's not just to the state of Rhode Island but to, to the world. Yeah. And because of talent development and the kind of TD. Um, kind of universe and people um, has made the, the made the transition much easier. So mm. when I graduated from high school, literally graduated from high school, a week later I was on a URI's campus for six weeks. I love that before school even started. So that's yeah. that's kind of like the whole idea is like let's get you introduced mm. early. Yeah. So that way when you come here, it's not like shell shock. Exactly. Like you're and, on your own. You're you have to keep a schedule. And and here's here's a problem. Here's a kind of challenge with URI, right? Like. You know, a lot of us come are coming from, you know, very diverse schools, mm. right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, we're like a lot of people of color are there, a yeah. lot of and you get to URI and it's like predominantly white. Yeah. And you're like, where are we? Like yeah. a lot of us had never even been that far in Rhode Island. Like yeah. we haven't yeah. been to South County. Like yep. and so talent development was so great because it gave us this like we were I I, I considered us like veteran freshmen mm. because we like we knew, knew the ground. We knew the we campus. Knew it. You knew it. We had a community, a tribe. Yeah. Like a lot of us were like roommates and yeah. and so Town of them was so crucial because it again introduced me to uh, this concept of preparation mm. and access and equity mm. in education, right? Because a lot mm. of oftentimes, you know, when you when you plop um marginalized individuals in a predominantly white setting or predominantly affluent setting and you don't provide their necessarily guardrails and support systems yeah, and tools, the tools yeah. they get lost and, and then they're like yo why am i here like i don't yeah. need to be here because yeah. i don't feel like i belong here no you one's unsupported. no one, no one understands you feel lost. me yeah that's such a that would be such a shitty place to be like working so hard to getting to this exactly, point. exactly. and then getting there and being like why am i here and having all the potential in the world yeah yep. and I'm, I'm not saying this happens i'm sure there's people who survived and made it through i'm sure there's a lot of people who like yeah. were able to figure it out one but way or the other have to do that. exactly right <laughs> that should be not part of the conversation Ex- exactly like, the tools should be there already and, like, if you're already building these tools of getting people like uh 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 people who might not have already been put in the position the opportunity to go to your eye exactly. or to go to these colleges exactly if you're already coming up with programs to help that yeah. then you should also be coming up with secondary programs to help once once, once they get once there, they get Exa- there. And, and that's that's because what, you're not doing the whole job exactly, and that's the connection from like you go from like college like prep yeah. stuff to like the college access and kind of continuation and like the success. Are you talking about like access to get there and then success to finish, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the two yeah. things. You know, big shout out to College Visions, which are a nonprofit I worked for, mm. um, who they do they do that really really that's well. Amazing. Like they they support the students through like the college process, but also like mm-hmm. we're not you're not getting rid of us until you even after you graduate college, we're still gonna be with you because. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure you help. And so, Town of was so instrumental to my entire success at URI because I already kind of had the community. Mm-hmm. And then when I when I got there, you know, majored in communication studies. Mm. And then I found out about this thing called leadership leadership studies. And I said, okay, what is that? Because I, I didn't really, I thought I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. When I was in high school, I made- I could see that. When I was in high school, I majored, <laughs> I, majored I, I did an internship at a Rhode Island PBS. Yeah. Um, okay. And I got to kind of like, kind of see the whole like broadcasting situation. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Mics and all that. But, you know, I don't think, I think I was just interested in it. I wasn't really like, I didn't really have a passion for it, right? I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. It was yeah. really, really cool. Uh-huh. Um, 
Uh, and so when I got to URI, I learned about leadership studies and, and I got to learn about like this concept of like higher education as mm. a place where people work and have jobs mm -hmm. and our educators and like you know not just that they teach but like the people who work outside of the classroom to make sure students are successful because yeah. you know my, a lot of my That's experience so at uri was like i had great classes i learned a lot in the classrooms but everything that i that i attribute who i am to is all the things i did outside of the classroom yeah that was that those were transformational experiences for me like i could not i could not deny so i think that was really, really pivotal i think shout out to td and mm -hmm. and what it does and so i think when i got to uri it just you know kind of formed that way for it me clicked yeah absolutely and, and i think too like like you said, like you're, you've been smart your whole life. Like you've always been someone who's been into books. Yeah. Been, but then taking you out of like your comfort zone of being home and like mm. putting you in this like a, a totally new place with yeah. a bunch of people that mm -hmm. you don't recognize, Absolutely. you don't see yourself exactly. in. To, to have you, you're already smart. We already know that you're smart. You're a smart person. Well, thank you very much. Give I you a book that. and you'll read it and you'll figure <laughs> it out. But then there's a whole nother like layer and aspect to all of that. It's the unwritten curriculum. Like yeah, folks, yes, folks are yeah. not, so that, so so pretty much that's like the crux of like everything that, that, you know, a lot of my work, right? Mm. It's like the books are there. We can open the books. You I can, can teach you how to do it. Boom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the things that no one teaches you about, how do you communicate mm. with your professors? Mm -hmm. How do you um, ask for help? How do you collaborate and work with other individuals at the school? Yeah. How do you take advantage of the resources that the school has available yeah. for you? I never, you know, as a college access person, you know, obviously you can go to the best schools. That's great. That's great. But I'm, I'm like, a lot of colleges have what, you need to be successful and to be tremendous. I'm like, there's a lot of famous and very important people who went to colleges you never heard of, yeah. right? Yeah. And oftentimes because they took advantage of the resources that were there. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying every college is perfect and they're doing all 100%. But I do believe that um, the support that students, especially marginalized students, need mm. to be successful, I think, do exist in the spaces. I think it just takes the people to be able to say, How okay, do like, you find it's it? here. Yeah. Literally. Like flashing and that's, like, here and, it is. And that's what talent development was because yeah. I, my, so, you know, when you get, when you get into talent development, you know, start in the summer, you, you know, make it to the fall, you get a talent, event, a talent development advisor mm. who's with you till you finish. That's amazing. And so you have someone there who's like, okay, so like, uh, you know, I got an email from a professor, you know, why weren't you in class? Like, so like why so what class are you gonna be taking? Yeah. Do you know about this internship opportunity? Or oh, yeah. have you heard about so they're like Guiding trying you, to guide you, you they're really trying to make sure mm -hmm. that you know, because they understand like your family's play. I mean, I also say, you know, there was a grant that came at the time, so there was financial support there, obviously mm -hmm. not not enough, but it was an it was it was still something that really helped out. Mm -hmm. yeah. But they were definitely there to guide us through the unknown and the unwritten curriculum mm -hmm. of like, okay, so you you know, you got this bad grade. Uh, you got this grade on a on a on an essay or whatever it is. How do you have a conversation with your professor about what you could have done better, or if you felt you could have done better, how do you have the conversation yep. that you to tell them or getting or extra? Can I retake or, this? Or, yeah. Exactly, like that stuff. If a you're lot not, of if, professors will let you too. And if you're yeah. not doing it in high school, which unfortunately, like you know, I think the way high school with, doesn't teach you to do anything but go to class. This, <laughs> right, it. exactly, right. To show fails, place, you. all right? the show stuff up, that yeah. used to teach you how to do <laughs> things in real life, like. You know what? Even like shop class and, right, right, right. and like oh. all of these places, things that like taught you life yeah, skills yeah, yeah. are all getting phased out. And yeah, now it's absolutely. just like you know math and English. It's and obviously you know <laughs> I have a whole I rant I go on about STEM education, which it's important, but I think we you know we've you know folks have kind of taken it to the point where like it's all or nothing. When mm. you yeah, know, I also have... would have liked to learn how to like balance a checkbook hey. and mm. uh, pay bills properly, and uh, you know all the things that they should be well, teaching you see, in high school. You see, I think I think there's some some um, some of the folks in our state legisl uh, legislation are uh, are proposing bills Good. to Good. make sure students are ha equipped with these kind of life lessons, mm. life skills, and 
honestly, being completely honest, like my partner, my wife, a lot of like life things, like I literally bought my first car last year. Wow. Good for you. That's a But my first car, nice. I never owned a car before. And she's owned a car for, you know, five plus years now. Yeah. The entire process, like, was so confusing to me. Like, so confusing. she went with me. Like, she like she was so supportive. Was and she so, negotiating for Oh, you? she was. And, and I will say that we did our research before we got there. So, like, we are like, I know I want this car. But yeah. I think the entire process is something that I was not aware of. And I didn't know how to do. Like, you know, just, yeah. the, it, you know, if not for her, I probably would never have done it. But she was mm-hmm. just like, yo, like, okay, you're an adult now. Like, get a car. Right? So, like, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. And so, and so, you know, and I've not owned a car for almost a year now. So I think those life lessons you're like you're mentioning are just like not not taught enough. And so mm. with like again, like I said with TD, like those individuals, those professionals, those educators were so mm-hmm. crucial and instrumental in like getting really helping us get get us through. Mm-hmm. And when we were faced with challenges, and you know, I you know we lost you know classmates and members, and they were just they created this community yeah. of of people uh, uh, and students to say, okay, like we have your back, mm. like school's hard. Like we'll go talk to this person or we'll go support you. They also held you accountable. Don't get of me course. wrong. Like if you were messing up, they yeah. were told they were and they were probably the to... most honest people yeah. to you. But then, you need that. You ab- especially absolutely. at that age. Like I think a lot of people in that age range between like, what, like 18 and 24, right. like, they kind of, you kind of just have this mentality of like, you know, it's your kid. Like yeah, you just don't yeah, yeah. know how exactly ser- things are serious. And well, there's, there's, but that's all. That's all. To like you know, and and you know, as I kind of went to grad school, I, you know, I, I was always kind of curious about like what are the things that happen. Like you know, that's really all just based on the even the formation of the brain. Like yeah. the brain itself is figuring itself out. Your kind of prefrontal cortex is not your the way you think and reason. Their decision making yeah. skills not are not fully developed until you're like 25, 26. <laughs> right? That's like your so your brain is still growing, yeah. and you and you need and 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 you need these moments of like uh of challenge yeah. where you're like okay like i'm creating more neurons because i've faced a situation i kind of know how to solve this and like i think that's what i really appreciate about going to college and mm. obviously you know i understand college is not for everybody but you are faced with challenges situations opportunities to learn and to yeah. grow and to hit your head against the wall several times but i think on the other side of it mm. hopefully i think for at least my experience showed me that you know you've learned something different you learn something mm. new you gain a new skill yeah. and now mm-hmm. you're better for that and those experiences that you were getting help with with the td organization yeah. like yeah advocating for yourself like say a grade was wrong and you yeah. disagreed or yeah. say like you wanted to retry something or exactly. whatever like those are all skills too that Absolutely. like once you graduate from college oh, and you're it, in the workforce immense. that stuff like is really helpful immense. because you already have those experiences like talking about yourself and, exactly. and putting yourself kind of like first yeah. and like advocating for yourself because that's really hard to do that's super it intimidating it's so hard and like having a uh uh Having someone on your side, yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. Like, oh my god, this yeah. is hard, but you got to do it. And even till today, you know, my my TD advisor is one of my like my OGs, mentors, like that. someone who I'm still in contact with today. We, mm. you know, obviously, you know, I'm over 21 now, so we like, you know, no. we we hang out in. in diff- <laughs> it was so funny, you know. <laughs> big shout out to Bobby. Yeah, he like, you know, there'll be times where obviously, you know, during the summertime, I was still a student. I see him outside. And he would give me the coldest show. He was like, you're not 21 yet. I don't know I, you. I don't, I don't, know, you. know, you. I don't know, know you. I don't know you. You don't know me. I don't and know then, you. And then eventually, you know, you know, when I graduated, it yeah. became, and he has that rule with everybody. He's like, no, no. You know, he's yeah. a smart guy. Yeah, exactly. He's, <laughs> he's a like, no. Smart guy. And, and now I, you guys can be buddies. <laughs> exactly. I love he's, that. He's, he's absolutely, uh, um, was instrumental and very helpful. Mm. And I think a lot of people too. And I think also, like I mentioned, like the leadership studies um, folks, I think when I started to think about my who I was and who I wanted to be mm-hmm. and how I thought about myself as a leader, 
they were very instrumental in really, really helping me out with that. You know, very few schools have like minors or majors dedicated to developing yourself as a leader, right? Like mm -hmm. they really, really, um, I think were, were so crucial to like my development as a person and how I thought about myself. And then when I, as I kind of continue to kind of build myself and grow, go through that minor, um, it really, you know, I started to like say things to myself, right? Like yeah. it was my sophomore year that I made a made the decision that I want to be a college president. I said, that's what I want I to do. That's that. my job. Boom. And then every single thing that I felt like I I I I was able to do was in that vein. But mm -hmm. I, I didn't think I had I would never have had the confidence to even alter those words without this concept of of thinking about myself in in the way that I think they helped me form, a right? Leadership so role. exactly like like yeah. what does you know understand what leadership what leadership is and mm. what what role you can play in and who deserves to be and even leader. leading your own your Ex own path exactly is pro it probably helps you in that way exactly because exactly. I mean that whole thing like some people are leaders some people yeah. are followers like you yourself can consider yourself a follower until you're given the tools to be like to no, be, no yeah no I can't be a leader and, and what does and what does leadership look like in different mm. you know we 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 you know there's a whole kind of like you know kind of theories and like so like there's a kind of a educational component to it like in classroom learning about things things obviously and they also kind of forced us and they were also very much about ex like experiential opportunities like mm -hmm. go out and do the thing right like yeah. and so yeah. because a lot of the things i learned within the leadership minors because i was part of student groups i applied those things i applied those uh you know um those uh you know leading a meeting how to uh do a host a retreat for a group how to create a strategic vision for yeah. for your organization about okay in, in the next year i want to so like they were really instrumental about like we want you to bring those things you learn bring this to your organization bring to wherever you are mm -hmm. and then tell us about it like yeah. what happened what are going and let's yeah. and it, it's tremendous and we actually you know what happens at the end of the when you become a senior as a leadership minor mm. you we go white water rafting yeah oh my god so and it's the whole idea is that that's like, so scary. the whole and that's the whole idea it's like yo <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> they want to put you in a anything. You could have said anything. That was not on my bingo card. When I card. tell you, that's a pretty like. I, I feel like that is a normal like <laughs> leadership retreat thing. Yeah, no like whitewater rafting. Something that puts is, you in like a at least mock danger. A little so like it's fear. The whole idea is really like okay, we've built you up to you know you see you see yourself in a certain light. You have all this confidence. Yeah. Now let's really like let's, let's really, really let's that. really challenge. That. And obviously, only... you don't have to do it, right? Like they don't oh force you God. to do it. And you know, some people are like, oh, I'm just good on this, you know. But you know, uh, that experience itself, and I and I hope they actually still do. I'm not sure if they do, you know, with COVID and stuff like, like that. You know, what? I'll say this: I liked the end of it. Like I liked <laughs> so so. I remember, you know, when we got to the toast of what we're gonna be doing, we took great pictures. I still have a picture on my Instagram of like preparing to do it. And I remember the bus that took us to the place that we would start yeah. just praying just oh, praying no. just like oh my and and and, I, and obviously i had every opportunity to say no but i didn't which is amazing which i'm like i still kind of reflect on that moment i'm like i i, I could just stayed back and blah, blah blah and I, we had some people who did but i was just like you know what i'm just gonna just i'm just gonna do this thing well knowing that you're scared is why you should say yes right right like yeah. it's like this is something that you've never done before i i mean i, I can't swim in all honesty like I, that was probably the kind of my biggest thing and and we and, and that's and, a rational fear right <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we, and we did it and it was it was it was scary it was exciting it was dangerous and we so i remember us like kind of going through like the rapids the and all this categories you know they categorize it different ways oh and gosh um so we got through it we got it done 
And then <laughs> we got to the end of it. I'm like relieved. My my friend of my my friend and I, Larry, were like, oh wow, that was you, made you know, it. we made it. And then they were like, let's do it again. Ooh. Oh, wait, wait, no. <laughs> we just no. did this. We thing. just survived <laughs> that. You're like, let's not <laughs> Can we, say we like did. why are we doing this? Why are we, anyway, oh. we, we ended up doing it again. But I, I I will say, like, all to kind of share that, you know, I I I think the experiences that I've, that I've had, like mm. throughout, like again, high school and college, I have, I think, made me like you know, bended and 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 molded me in a yeah. way that I think is it shows up in the work that I do now, right? I say, and I think nothing. I feel like nothing I've done at URI, but especially a lot of different things I've done. It was not like on a whim or not on a whim, but like it was all for something. Like there's a there was a reason behind it. Yep. And it was there was very a plan. purposeful. There was yeah. a plan. And I might not yeah. have known it at the time. I was gonna say, even if you didn't know it, I might have known it at the time. But I, mm. I, I as I reflect on even with this conversation, yeah. I'm like, okay, that that makes that sense. makes sense. That makes sense. That makes so much sense. Makes and sense. I think that's a really good transition too, because mm-hmm. I'm so yeah. curious yeah. and I'm so interested in what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so like I mentioned, um, pathway programs, um, yeah. at Warren Upper Medical School. Um, so just a little bit of like, you know, st- like, so the Warren Upper Medical School is the only medical school in the state of Rhode Island, right? Boom. So like, so like, and they, it's 50 years old. So if you look at the kind of timeline of medical schools in the country, it's fairly young, right? Yeah. And I think when the, when the medical school was first created, I think, excuse me, they really had this mindset of creating a brand, a, a, a different type of doctor, right? Okay. A doctor that was obviously brilliant in the skills and mm-hmm. concepts of what it means for medical, like to, to be physicians and, yeah, and practitioners, but also doctors that were that were aware of the com- of community. community. They were aware of how the work that they do it, it impacts not just like. When you see a provider and a, uh, a a patient in the hospital, but like when they go home, yeah. the impact of what the work that you're doing, right? Yeah. So like it's this kind of I think dynamic perspective, right? So I think they had really great intentions in, yeah, in creating really, a medical school. I think yeah. I think if you even look look back to like the inception of it, I think that was the idea. And you know, fifty years, right? Um, and you know, and and, and if you think about um the role that I've kind of come into. You know, it's 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 been great, right? Like the medical school has done great work, but if you think about the individuals who've been able to be part of that journey, mm-hmm. right? Um, not just at Brown University, not ju- you know, it's I think it's throughout the country, you mm-hmm. there's an issue and a challenge of of a diverse okay. healthcare yeah. workforce, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and and obviously, you know, I'm not talking, I'm I'm specifically intentionally speaking about like, you know, high paying. We're talking yeah. about like people who um. You know, I, I think people of color and, and folks who've been marginalized have been part of the healthcare system in, in, in a lot of different ways throughout mm-hmm. history. But you know, it, folks have never been given the opportunity and the chance and the access to opportunities to to really be part of like the fabric of like like uh, 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 being physicians yeah. and being surgeons mm-hmm. and being uh, these kind of high level um um high high I should say high paying um roles, right? Yeah. Um, huge shout out to historical black college universities. Mm-hmm. They have, if honestly, if not for HBCUs, the percentage of black doctors in the United States would be like abysmal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abysmal. They have historically, and we're talking about, you know, schools that were created because it was, you know, at one point, you know, it was, a, first of all, it was illegal to teach people, black people how to read and write. Yeah. It was illegal, you know, they couldn't go to the schools that the white folks, and so folks kind of created their own schools and created their own opportunities to be, to create new doctors, right? So, mm-hmm. Every time I think about my work, I always think about the people who've been able to do the work really, really well, which is actually create pathways for black folks yeah. in the country to see themselves as doctors. And I think historical black country universities have been doing a great job. But in my role at Brown, what we really want to do is create access points. Mm. We want to create touch points for marginalized youth mm-hmm. to be able to see and understand, okay, like, 
you know, I want to be a doctor, right? I think we have a lot of young, young people and you little kids who say that, but I'm like, okay, we're going to get you excited about it. We're going to help you learn a little about the careers. Yep. When you get to high school, so when you're in like middle school, we'll like get you excited about learning about it. Yep. When you get to high school, we'll do a little bit more. We'll start to like expand give your you knowledge base a little bit. Give you some tools, yep. meet a bunch of different people. Yep. And when you get to college, if you're really serious about it, let us like let us really help you. And so my entire my vision, I think the vision of, of the team and, mm. and, and individuals I work with at Brown is really like Rhode Islanders treating Rhode Islanders. Like my dream is to have a, a, a student that we met in the eighth grade yep. go from the eighth grade to high school yep. to college and end up a matter. They don't have to go to Brown. Like I was going to get that right. We're, we're not about like, yeah. you know, obviously it would be great to go to Brown, but like we want to make sure that people that the university is utilizing those resources mm. to create access points and, and a, a, a touch point for people to be like, okay, I want to become a doctor. How do I do it? Yeah, you know I what's love that. Uh, you know what's funny? I didn't think about until right now is yeah. a lot of kids. Like you know, you ask kids what they want to be. Yeah, there will be a good amount of them that'll say doctor. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, you know, the, the classic fireman, mm-hmm, space. Mm-hmm, I want mm-hmm. to go into space, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like I think a lot of the deterrent from being a doctor. Is when you're a kid, you yeah. have no concept of like what it takes to be a doctor. Yeah, right, so right. then you get into high school, you start trying to figure things out, yeah, yeah. and then you're like, maybe you don't like high school that yep, much yep. because, well, let's be honest, high school kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, I was, I loved college, but I hated high school. Yeah, um, and then you start to realize that like that's like minimum eight years mm-hmm, of schooling, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you look at that and go, do I want to be a doctor? That, that right, bad? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I love you said that because every day in my work, I realize that not everybody's gonna become a doctor. Like, yeah. I know of that course. for sure. You're going to get... But I will say, and when you talk to medical students, when you talk to physicians mm. about it, they, like, I'm going to cuss, they love that shit. Like, I, like, they, like, they really, like, at least the most I've spoken to, they yeah. really enjoy the work that they're doing because the interest is there, the passion is there, mm. the, 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 what, the impact they see that they, the, the work that they can do having is what drives them. Now, when they get into the profession and... You know, we can have a whole conversation about the healthcare system in the state in, in the country. Boy. Like that becomes very interesting. Yeah. But I think while they're while they're in it, um, they really it's actually interesting you say that. You know, we have a we we uh, did a, a after school program at Calcut Middle School in Central Falls for eighth graders to like mm-hmm. learn about careers in medicine. We did it for five weeks. Mm-hmm. We had medical students come go to the school like twice up twice a month, and we had a session on okay, like here are like the different careers in, in like medicine, mm-hmm. and they were like okay, like here are the years, and they're like. What they were, they could yeah. not believe it. Yeah. But guess what? Here's a here's a yeah. challenge for them though. Their concept of school is eighth grade. Yeah. So they think that I, you know, and they might not like they don't like eighth grade, right? Like they're like, I don't want to be do this, but they don't understand the concept of like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like high school is a little different. College is a little different yeah. because of the flex. So like, so we, so that's part of like our and and when I mentioned that the fact that we don't believe in a leaky pipeline because. We feel like everything that we do mm. is still informing students about something about that they something. still need to know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need to understand yeah. how college actually works mm-hmm. so you get to pick your... So, like, even as early as the eighth grade, we're like, no, 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 we're breaking it down for them. No, 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 it's not the same thing. Like, you know, when you... It uh, is so daunting, though. It's 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 a scary... Like, I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> well, and, I, like, because not just when you get out of... Like, you do eight years of college, say, and then yeah. you have to go yeah. be a, a resident for, like, yeah, whatever, yeah, two yeah. or four years. And, and guess you know, what? Like, I just... I mean, God. in my job at Brown, I just realized there are people who are... 
MD PhDs. So not only do you have a medical degree, you also yeah. have a PhD, PhD, right? Because you're a re- you're a physician oh scientist. Yeah. But um, you have to really like that. Like you yeah, have to really, you have to really, really yeah. yeah, really, really like well, it. Well, yep. two things that mm-hmm. I picked up on that I think are really important. Yeah. You talked about the medical school and yeah. how they're, they, it's a new t- type of medical yeah, school yeah, where yeah. they care about what's happening in the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if the medical team is not diverse, then it's really not and going that, to benefit anybody. And that's, and that's, and that's one of the kind of challenges you, mm. you have in like, I think, uh, uh, in healthcare in general, right? Yeah. COVID exasperated that, right? It was a problem mm-hmm. that was already happening, of right? Course, you know, yeah. you have uh, these neighborhoods of, uh, of you know, dynamic, uh, you know, vibrant individuals who mm-hmm. come from different countries, who speak different languages, yeah. multilingual, trilingual, mm-hmm. um, and they encounter the healthcare system and it doesn't, it, work for them. It doesn't work for them. It doesn't yeah. look like them. It doesn't, it doesn't look understand like them. They have them. no one to talk to about what they're going through. Even in the way the process of it works, yeah. it just and so you know the things that have that have really made a difference and what that's really really worked is like when you have individuals who speak the language, who yeah. understand the culture. Of course. Even even if you even if like you know you know if you don't identify with it, if you just have this idea this level of compassion and empathy, mm-hmm. I think even that in itself yeah. can yeah. be a barrier. Like people who just care, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think for for the work that we're doing. When it's really about like quality of care yeah. uh, oftentimes has to do with the provider mm-hmm. understanding and really like uh, understanding the patient on a, in a deeper level a deeper, that more can empathetic come, exactly, level. and that can mm-hmm. come from the fact that the identity where they yep. come from and yep. and their relationship with with the healthcare system is all yep. a, at all one of the really really cool things that that, that that we've been able to do and this is really um through the warren alpha foundation um is that we were able to um and this is actually part of what kind of got me to brown is that we were able to kind of uh, uh, create a smart clinic right so this mm-hmm. smart clinic is this concept and smart stands for something folks go look it up it's, it's a long name but this concept of how can we bridge the gap between health and education right mm-hmm. so like you know you, when students go to school let's say you you know something's going on like health wise you have a headache blah 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 sometimes you know oftentimes what happens is that your healthcare system for some people in your school is not well robust enough to like help you with what you need right there and then. So what happens, what happens, right? Got to call mom and dad or yep. your guardians, yep. come pick them up. They miss it out on school. So I deal what the smart clinic does is that it's a robust healthcare service mm-hmm. after school, right? Yeah. It provides the support, the resources. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm using the word clinic kind of, you know, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, malleably like it's 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 really i think beyond that right yeah. and so it really is a robust way to consider health and education for students mm-hmm. right so when a student so at calca middle school there's a s- smart clinic set up right yep. it's it's filled with a nurse practitioner the school nurse that was there prior mm-hmm. you have mental health counselors who are also there prior they have lab space they can do physicals they can do yep. vaccines they can like it's almost like a like a little you, doctor's office pretty much yeah that's what it is yeah. and so that has been able to dynamically change the way they're able to take care of young people yeah. after school and, and it's more meaningful it's more meaningful you can get more services done exactly right there yes and it's not like and often what happens like you know people's parents because you know you're in such a falls is a you know you have a high immigrant population um, maybe folks, they can't leave work to come pick you up and that's and, and you you might have multiple ch- like there's yeah. just so many different there's barriers so many, yeah. mm-hmm. and we're like okay like how do we um uh, how do we utilize health, positive healthcare outcomes mm-hmm. to increase positive educational outcomes? Right. Yeah. We want to keep students in in, in school, right? Yep. Keep them keep them there engaged, but by supporting them in school, so their relationship with school it's is better. different. Because yep. oh yeah. yeah, like if something was wrong with me, I know I can get the help in school. So like oh, I maybe actually want to go go to school a little go bit more school. now, mm-hmm. and I'm actually staying there a little bit longer. And what's really cool about it is you know because the, everything is right there. 
the school administration and their folks in the smart clinic are able to identify issues and challenges that they're seeing. Like, oh, we've got a couple of different um, situations where maybe students are like vaping and yeah. something's going. So yeah. something must be going on. What do we? What can we do to kind of create a For, program yeah. or yeah. something around more so of like, a macro level? Exactly. Yeah. So it's really trying to identify and, and support and, and bridge that gap between health and education. And yeah. so in the in the clinic, you have people and practitioners and providers who are from the community. Yeah. They speak Spanish. Yeah. You feel safe and they comfortable. Went the, they to went talk. to the middle school. Yeah. They so like they understand the mm -hmm. situation that are going that's mm -hmm. going on. I don't blame you for not remembering this accent. Read it read it out. It's <laughs> it's school health model for academics reaching all transforming lives. I I have it on a post it note in my office it's just so like <laughs> when people ask me Looks that smart. I can smart. I love the baby smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. my yeah. Um, just have you got to have like the business card in And I think too another thing that I think is really important from yeah. what you've been and I, I'm so appreciative of yeah. you going through all this because mm -hmm. it's like I think more people need to hear the yeah, experiences hear that, that yeah. you're going through absolutely, and absolutely. the immense work you're doing for the community yeah, yeah. but like as you've said marginalized, marginalized youth already mm -hmm. have issue with schooling yeah yeah like, yeah that's the, deeper. The school, exactly. That's deeper than just like school sucks. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So then to to say like, oh, yeah. you can also go to medical school, yeah, 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 which is yeah. eight more years of something yeah, that's yeah, already yeah, something yeah. that you're not comfortable with. <laughs> like that already. That's like not who wants that. Right. No. So you're giving the tools uh, and like the guidance to be like, okay, let's make this more enjoyable. Exactly. Let's figure out and how so we can make this work. Like that's like that's always been. So I used to work as a college college access kind of person prior to being at uh, at uh, Brown and at the Warren Upper Medical School. And one of the things I hated or just really really disliked was when I met students who had such great potential, mm. such great like the, the 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 brightness they had, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, dang, like I wish we could have caught you earlier. I wish yeah. there was something we could have done much earlier. And mm -hmm. for us, that's how we see it. Like we are now like in the space where we can catch students yeah. right like at this at the crux and oftentimes when you think about marginalized youth especially and you mentioned the way the education system treats yeah like um like folks from from marginalized communities they get just like they get just like they don't trust school anymore they don't no, trust why the, would you they don't trust the system any <clears throat> anymore excuse yeah. me and so we're like okay like here's an opportunity where we can catch you right here yeah. feed you with the in like give feed you, you with the interest give you information yeah. and to me as an educator mm. i feel and this is just my opinion i think that if you can um give students something to be excited about outside of the classroom mm. give them something to look forward to outside of the classroom give them this kind of idea of a pathway where you can end up it feeds into the classroom like 100%. you can be motivated more because you're like you know what okay okay I'm a, you know, I'm a ninth grader in high school. I did this program in eighth grade. And, you know, I might be interested in this medical thing, like, but I know I got to get, get, get good grades. Yeah. I mm -hmm. might hate my English teacher. Yeah. I might hate, you know, yeah. physics. Yeah. But if I can try, if I can work hard at it, yeah. if I can get the help that I need, yeah. the goal that I have for myself is 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 much more attainable. It's achievable. It's achievable, right? Because yeah, I you're not alone. Exactly. And yeah. so that's really what we're trying to do. Yeah, I mean. I love that. We already kind of touched base on this anyway, yeah. but like with with high schools, I yeah. think in general, because it's such a one size fits all yeah, type yeah, yeah. of uh, trying yeah. to teach folks. Yeah, I was like I said, I was terrible in high school. Mm. I had like a two point something. Wow. Like I did okay, mm -hmm. but like I graduated college with a yeah. three point nine. There think. you go. Like I and I loved college. Right. Yeah. Uh, I also took two years off. There you thinking go. I wasn't yeah. going to go to college because I hated oh. high school. Wow. So much. There you go. There you and go. And then I worked in a couple of warehouses and hated oh, my life I and see. was like, yeah. "All right, I'm going to school." <laughs> going to school uh, yeah. Now I just got to gotta figure out what I'm going to do. That's it. Right. And, but yeah. then when you want to go, it's exactly much more. It's easier. Well, like, yeah. well, something you can focus. I, and and that's I'm so I'm so much about like you know I have a lot of friends who like are very kind of pragmatic in their approach and like very you know you know kind of 
this know, or that. Yeah, there's like this or that. I live in this like idealistic, Gray. imaginative dream world. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm an idealist to, we to, need the, that. to the core. And we so I really, and a, a lot of work I do is really about like, because uh, my, my, the passion I have for my work, I see how it came up. Like I see mm. where it started when I was just like, oh, like this kind of student affairs, like higher education thing is very interesting. Like, mm. and then I start to understand like access work. And I'm like, yo, there's so much that we can do yeah. to really prepare students because I got that preparation, right? Yeah. Like I yeah. went through these programs. And so a lot of, so I understand where that comes from. So I'm like, okay, if we can also harness that same level mm-hmm. of spark and light with students and like have them trust, you know, understand that we we got their back and we can mm-hmm. do these things. Like I just imagine, and why one reason why I'm so excited about the work that we're doing around is because we're such a small state. Like, uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We're such a small state and the impact that we can have is unbelievable. Is in, uh, unbelievable. If uh, honestly, yeah. I just I always just think about like you know ten years from now, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're uh, planting planting these seeds that will be trees eventually, right? Yeah. Just imagine the impact of the work that we can do mm-hmm. because this one student or these few students like did a program in middle uh, in middle school or high school that we have. And they became a surgeon, and then or they're they like, "Yo, whatever. I remember." Like, and honestly, there's there's stories. There's this one individual I, I did a program with. Um, I did an upper bound with actually. His name is uh, David Hernandez. Great individual. Mm-hmm. He from Central Falls came from Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up going to you know going to did upper bound program. Went to Brown. Went to medical school. He's a resident now at Yale. Right. And he didn't I mean, he didn't have like the programs we have. He had great support, obviously. But he kind of didn't have what he had. I'm like, if he could have done it and with almost no like not the structure that we have. Right. But he Mm -hmm. definitely had support and help. Imagine what what we could do if we just give a little bit of, you know, a little bit more provide the resources. So it's really, really amazing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and it's like like you said, you're planting the seeds now. But like even if. Um, oh, sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. They're Siri, everywhere. man. She's They're so everywhere. nosy. She's so, Siri, we're not so talking. Nosy. <laughs> You're not part of this Also, podcast. I'm sorry. Sidebar. Yeah. I'm at home. I yeah. just, I, I, I just, I think it's on my mind. So I'm at home. My wife and I are talking about um wanting a couch. Because uh, I want to be able to, so our, our couch is like kind of like this. There's a sectional there yeah. on side. And it's just, you can just kind of sit like this. And I don't, and our TV is this way, right? So I don't yeah. like laying like this, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. the side to yeah. watch the TV is in front of me. I yeah. want to lay forward, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, we need to get it. We need to get you a couch that's long enough. Something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Boom, or an boom. Ottoman. A ottoman. Yeah, perfect. So, and we have an Alexa, right? So I'm on my phone the next day, and I see a commercial ads? on Wayfair. Oh, Isn't yeah. that for, crazy? And I'm like, it's listening. No, no, don't. They listen try to, to say me. it's not, but it's don't listening. listen to me. It don't was just, and it's happened a bunch of times. But I'm just like, this was such a like a perfect example of like this like connectedness via you know and that's internet so specific to your it was literally you know a wayfair commercials on my yeah, no. instagram about no, no, like no no about oh, yeah. longer it couches the they're targeting you anyway sorry, they're I like, just, they're so like i know what luxa needs luxa needs a cozy couch that he can watch his tv it was straight straight for alexa was listening to my conversation she and then 100%. she talked to your instagram we have to, exactly and so we have to mute her now you can mute her. her. You I have, have uh, to. I have like Hey Siri turned off on all my stuff because when Hey Siri's turned on is when the oh oh look it turned oh it turned ah! itself back on. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! They're Yo, listening to us. I have Hey Siri turned off and it just worked. So wow. At some point during an update, it must have turned back oh, on. Oh yeah. No. So anyway, I just had to share. That my God, they got me. Listen, no, that's right. They got me. Look, but um, no, but I'm I. First and foremost, yeah. thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. I think that it's so special. I'm so happy that you are part of the Who to Watch list. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. Because I think that like the work that you're doing is so important and people might not even realize yeah. the changes yeah. and the seeds that you're planting. Absolutely. Because obviously, like I think a lot of people want to see like changes Immediate. that happens like this. No. That's yeah. not going to happen. Nope. But like 
like you said, in 10 years from now, even mm -hmm. if five more people mm -hmm. who are diverse, yeah, yeah, who are into yeah, medicine, mm -hmm. become physicians yeah, yeah. or, I don't know. I mean, like, is a, a surgeon a physician, are they the same title? In my, in my, in my mind, and I could be very wrong, so it's gonna, probably going to correct me. In my mind, the umbrella of physician is like this the umbrella. Whole umbrella. And then you have like... Different, specialty different, like okay. surgeons okay. and you so know. physician covers it. I think so, it's just a cover. I think I think people typically refer to a physician as like like the generalist, like yes. the person you go to, yeah. like your primary That's care would be your physician. That's and then there's specialties, right? There you go. Outside so of that, if five people from yeah. diverse <laughs> backgrounds from Rhode Island <laughs> yeah. become physicians yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. any realm, if yeah. they become a specialist, a yeah. surgeon, yeah. whatever they want to do. Yeah. Even if they're not in Rhode Island, like think of how many communities that's helping. Right. If like, you know, someone from Nigeria yeah, exactly. goes to a health clinic yeah. and they see a doctor that that's, looks like them that's literally... who experienced similar things that they did. And like that, I think that goes, again, obviously yeah. Rhode Island is my number one priority. There you go. Yeah. But, <laughs> no. you know, if this is happening in Boston yeah. or I don't know, wherever, New York, yeah. like Chicago, who cares? Yeah. But like how many people that's helping that's immense just planting those seeds now yeah. here and i think that's so special to yeah. have because i think i've learned so much from you mm -hmm. and i think that you're someone who clearly is a leader clearly is a cheerleader um clearly is someone who like understands a vision yeah you're a dreamer you're mm -hmm. you live in that gray <laughs> which is really nice but you have to be in yeah. order to put all this time and effort Together, exactly into these little things and imagine what's ahead what could be yeah, yeah. that that future thing is i think i've said it on this before it's supposed to be like uh you know the to to see a great man is one who plants seeds of a tree for which he'll never That's share the, yeah, the shade. No. You never get to be under the shade, but you're planting it for future generations. That's I I, you. I appreciate that. I I I yeah. I met somebody one time who I think like, and I realized that I was doing it, but they spoke into me and said, you know. The world that we live, that we want to live in, it's it's in our imagination. Like yeah. it's in, it's just we've mm -hmm. never been there before, right? Yeah. And so it does take the work of like people planning. And I, I, honestly, to me, that's the just that's the educ that's the, I think education education for me is really just about like you know, mm -hmm. although the world can feel very shitty and mm -hmm. and and challenging and 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 it's very easy to be like, what's the point? Yeah. I think it. I think education gives you hope, and and, mm -hmm. and although I mean, there's folks all across the country who I think. You, so it's interesting how you can see the impact of education because people are doing everything they can to limit how people can yeah. ed get educated because they know what it can do. In what the it future. can do, yeah, exactly. Like what it can build, exactly. So it's a, it's a very powerful tool, it and is, it really yeah. I think uh, the opportunity to, for the work to do the work that I'm doing is is I'm grateful for it. Like mm. it's it's so immense, and I I thought about this the other day, like. You know, I, I I love my job and I love the people. You know, when I first started working there, I was so scared. And I had a meeting with my my supervisor, um, um, Joseph Diaz, who's a internal medicine doctor, mm. who who like who's a real doctor on the side. But then he's so passionate wow. about this work that he's That's like, amazing. No, he and, and obviously he's so crucial to the work that we do because obviously he has a con connection to the medical kind of system. Mm. And I had to go meet with him. I'm like, so what exactly are we trying to do here? <laughs> and he's and he told me he was like. Like this is the kind of journey we're embarking on, and mm. you're the you know you're the first person in this role. Like we've never done this in this I kind of structured this. way before. I will also say, big shout out to the medical students at Brown. Mm. A lot of the reasons they come here, and they you know they can obviously go to a lot of different places. Obviously, you know the the kind of financially it works out for them, and it's just a perfect fit. But they also come here because they also have a passion for the impact of yeah 
being part of a community yeah. and impacting the community and not just as physicians. So like that. they start, they've kind of started this kind of pathway mm. program things on their own even before I got there. So mm. I just kind of picked up what they were doing, kind of wrapped it around a little bit more structure, Formalized trying to ev it. evaluate yeah. a little bit differently, trying to figure out, okay, like how can I take a little bit off y'all hands because y'all yeah. are in medical school, yeah. kind of put it on myself and also put it on the, the people who are already in the hospitals right now who could be doing more yep. who are actually and that's been a really be best part about my job you know I can go for having a meeting with like neurosurgeons I was just having a conversation the other day with uh, chief of chief of cardiology oh at, like just like hey like you know can you come and <laughs> be that's on a amazing. panel like yeah. it's, 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 it's actually it's actually yeah. a really, really cool part of my job because I think it really gives them an opportunity to like really reflect on because I know Work can be really a lot, and mm -hmm. she being a doctor, and like it gives them time to be like, oh, like this is actually how I got here. Like I yeah. didn't even <laughs> think yeah. about like the impact it could have, and it has a, a tremendous amount of impact. So, so it's you're pretty... helping. Like it's funny because, and we this is like kind of the whole point of the, our yeah. podcast. Is yeah, like yeah. you read an article, you see one thing, yeah. you get the story. Yeah, yeah, but then you talk to the individual, yeah, yeah. and you get to hear their background, and you get to hear all of the lives that they're touching, and yeah. all of the different components that mm -hmm. are actually go into something mm -hmm. and it just brings to life so much more mm -hmm. than what you what your think, title yeah, is yeah no you that's I mean? real yeah like, it's i read your title and i'm like oh that's so interesting yeah. what does this mean no that's I, and, and then I, I hear from you i'm like oh god <laughs> you're like doing so much and you're changing the really you're changing like the what's the word like the the fabric yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely First of all, medicine in yeah, general is yeah. is there's a lot of distrust Absolutely. in the medical field, as it should be. Well, it, of course, <laughs> and, it, and 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 I think it it requires people from different backgrounds, yeah. different diverse backgrounds, exactly. different genders, mm -hmm. different countries, different mm -hmm. wherever mm -hmm. to work together to like make it, make it a better. safe place again. It's, I mean, there's just so much health is wealth, and yeah. um, I think the more people. Are, and it, it's even taught me to like you know you know because when I got into job I was like I know nothing about medical education medical education. I like mm -hmm. I, I let you but I do know about access work I do know about yeah. working with young people I do know about creating programs and going from a strategic vision to yeah. actually like I know about that stuff and creating a structure for things um and it's I've learned so much in the work that I've done just understanding the medical education but it's also um helped me to really really like you know, just be so much more optimistic, mm. like about, about the world, about, just because, yeah. you know, I get to, you know, my, I, you know, I don't have a sit down desk job, right? Like, I, I mean, I do have to sit down on the desk and do Most the computer well. stuff and yeah, yeah. send emails, but, you know, I get to go to middle, like to spend yeah, a day in a middle school and talk to young people and go to high schools and speak on panels and, mm -hmm. and invite different people. Like I, I just, I, I love that because, you know, all I, I think, all I think, and I believe is the investment in providing access mm -hmm. is really the thing. I think a lot of people, take that for granted in yes. the investment in provided access mm -hmm. really makes a difference because you just never know that moment and i think for all the people that we work with i'm like just imagine and envision that one moment right that kind of like flip the, the switch for you yeah. that's all i'm looking for you're looking to give the click to that's all i'm looking for give you that and because then what happens is that you get so enamored in it that it becomes part of who you are and like uh -huh. oh you never knew that you had so much interest in this and then that self-directed learning you're like now you're like oh like i gotta this is what i want to do like no yeah. matter what this is what i'm gonna do right yeah. and then yeah you're like unbelievable i appreciate that so much you're doing such yeah, amazing thank you, thank you, things this is great and staying and and you know obviously you went to school in rhode island and and i think 
you could have gone anywhere with the amount of skill, education, and talent you have. And the fact that you stayed here and are and are working to Hey, I love Rhode Island so much. I mean, were, I, I just now became like, okay, I'm a Rhode Island. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a Rhode Island. This, this is what it is I accepted. Yeah. And I've I've been to different parts of the country. My my mom lives in Delaware and mm. I've been to a lot of different places, but I, I I love the state. I love the the just the amount of work and the impact that we can have mm. because it's so small. It's so small. You can see it happen. You can see it, yeah. and so like that makes that motivates me to do more work. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. If people want to keep up with you or yes. uh, the program yes. or whatever, what's the best way to uh, keep up with you? So that's a really good 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 question. So um, if you online um. The Warren Alper Medical School. If you mm-hmm. just kind of Google that, you will go to the main website. Um, I'm also under the Office of Diversity and Multicultural Affairs. You could you kind of find find the link on there. That's very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I could share my like Twitter handle. Sure. Like, what's at, your yeah. What's your social? If you want people to follow you, you follow me on Twitter. I guess. Um, um, it's at Luxon underscore O. You can find me. I, I post a lot of different opportunities on there too. Awesome. Also on Instagram because you know we have like we have a a, a summer internship for um. URI students mm-hmm. that's going on right now. We're looking for students to participate in a two week clinical rotation program in um, surgery and neurology, mm-hmm. neurosurgery, neuro- neurology. Same, um, uh, same handle on Instagram. Same handle on Instagram. So yeah, folks. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to connecting more people. And oh, I, nice. I, it, you know, however folks can reach out to me, mm-hmm. I'm always looking for more people to get involved or mm-hmm. share ideas. And you know, for parents out there, if you're like, I, I got a kid, you know what I'm saying? I, I that's another also conversation I always enjoy just talking to parents of wow. like young people I'm like hey like i have a kid who might be interested in this i'm like oh here's some things that might be or just things you can do on your own it's like yep. like to kind of some resources that. yeah I absolutely love this. Very nice. thank you so much for giving us your time and coming for and having explaining me. and really diving deep into your own personal absolutely. history i think is so like nice and when people hear this they'll they can like connect it to connect it to something absolutely. you know and i think that's really special and thank you for being vulnerable and great and smart and all those things. And little baby yeah. Luxon turned into a <laughs> little we, and baby Luxon. We and we were here to see it happen. I appreciate y'all for having me. This has been Yay! amazing and I love to talk about this stuff. So of thank course. you. Thank, 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 awesome. Thank you. thank you for coming on and yes. thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Bye.